With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. I don't know what that was, uh, and I will <laughs> never do country. it again. It's because I like started singing it for a second, and then I just kind of don't know why. It's the Brazilian Grand Prix. I probably should have done that for Cota or something like that. Las but instead, Vegas. Uh, changed it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a bit of Las Vegas stuff that we need to talk about. Um, but yeah, welcome along, everybody. This is the uh, Brazilian GP pre-race stuff, and also some hype for it some news a little bit of this a little bit of that mm. of course the the wtf one founder the founder of my heart the founder of everyone's hearts in fact tom bellingham um how are you doing tommy how how's how's week without formula one been very quiet actually i'm looking forward to it and you know brazil is awesome so it's a good it's the perfect race to have back especially at the end of the season when the hype's died down Sorry, Abu Dhabi, but Brazil is just the one, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's such a good race all the time. And uh, very true. Yeah. Brazil probably is my number one race that I look forward to. I don't think that there's, I know that Spa's amazing, Mons is amazing as a track, but Brazil, there's been so much chaos, so much controversy, drama that that track has produced that. It is number one for me, actually. If I if I ever get asked in the future, Tommy, what my favorite track is, remind me of this particular podcast because I'm lying to myself because of this feeling that Brazilian GP week is coming up. Yeah, I always say Spa as well. I, I always say Spa, but Spa, we've had a good race there in a while. And then when I get to Brazil, I'm always like, God, Brazil is so good. And it, or even boring seasons, Brazil seems to be really good, right? even boring seasons. Uh, so yeah, I think Brazil gets slept on, even though it's usually in a lot of people's top five. I feel like it's third or below. Mm. Um, some people in the, we're live on Twitch, WTF on official, if you don't follow us already, saying the British Grand Prix, what about that, Matt? It's like, yeah, well, I enjoy going, going to it, but I think I'm a little bit biased because the fact I can actually go to the Formula One race and, and whatnot. But um, yes, so it was a, a reasonably quiet, Was there was no like Oscar Piastri telling a team to F off kind of week. This was very much a um, bits and bobs. And one of the things that, of course, has been littered across our social media channels is the Las Vegas launch event, uh, which, of course, was about as Las Vegas as you would expect uh, it to be for a Formula One launch party and lots of parties <laughs> and music and loudness, donuts. And yeah, very flashy and showy is what you expect. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a Las Vegas event, by the way, when Lewis Hamilton turns up for it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. You I know? was really surprised when I saw that. He doesn't tend to do stuff outside of F1, really, does he? Because if you remember, this is F1 a proper Live. throwback. But yeah, F1 Live, he was the only yeah. driver that didn't go, wasn't he? So. Yeah. And we were very sad about that because we actually got to go and we were there kind of God, chilling around. Forever that ago was, now. That was so long ago. That was like five years ago. That's when we just started the channel, I think. Yeah. Absolute madness. 
Uh, that was the day actually when Ted Kravitz came up to me. I don't know. We were you together. Or, no, because I remember you said he was looking to say. Yeah, he was to looking to well. say hello to you. He was like, <laughs> oh, I love what you guys are doing with WTF1. I was like, that's Ted Kravitz saying that he loves what it was a very strange and st- a weird day. But um, weird. yeah, so of course you had you had what? Both Red Bulls, both Mercedes. No, Max was wasn't, wasn't there. Sorry. Perez was. It was Perez, George Mercedes and fans. Lewis. Yeah. Why was it those three? What about? I don't really know. Um, I guess they just got invited. It's very cheek. I, I noticed that. Don't know if you saw the clip, but uh, when they were being interviewed on stage, George was like, "Crofty, you're allowed to ask Sergio a question." Yeah, I saw that. that Twitter <laughs> took that well, uh, as always. Oh um, uh, dear. Yeah, and he was like, "I have special permission," and there was, yeah, slight bit of awkwardness, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it was a big event. I think it. You actually look at the track and you go, you can you can put as many whistles to this. The actual track layout is um, very much kind of Miami vibes where they're fitting it in and around the place that they want it to happen as opposed to, oh, this would make a good track. Let's have it there. You know what I mean? Standard, uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, people in the chat reminding us that Albert and Gunther Steiner were there. I don't know why I saw nothing from Albert. Was he not there Doing show runs, maybe, but maybe that's why. As I, I the only, up for the party, yeah, he just turned up for the party, and yeah, Gunther Steiner was there, of course. But yeah, they were. I think they were going round. Uh, they, they kind of showed the track off a little bit, and obviously they went down the Las Vegas Strip, like you say, which is part of the track because, of course, it is. Um, like you say, they're very much building a circuit around where they want it to go, rather than this is a good track. And uh, George Russell was quoted as saying that the Vegas circuit is going to be extremely boring to drive um but could be but <laughs> yes, could be yeah but could, event. but could be a good race he said it was he said it won't be fun for the drivers but it would be a good spectacle for fans hopefully wow um, he didn't get the memo no uh, <laughs> <laughs> interesting uh, so of course yeah you have that um there was also a thing around painting the start line, uh, which they managed to get wrong, which uh, some people found quite funny. And some people said, don't change it. Just leave it as it is. Uh, do you they have more information that. on that from the ground or no, not from uh, the ground. on the ground? Or from what? Yeah. From, yeah. So what, what happened was basically, uh, if you've seen, obviously, you know, the, the start finish line, it's like a checkered flag, basically like a long strip of checkered flag. And what they wanted to do was uh, a lot of important people there they wanted them to paint that checkered flag onto the uh, onto the track to essentially create the start line at the event. And what they did was they etched it out, so they had all the squares, and they wrote people's names in the square where you went to had to paint. So obviously you alternate for a checkered flag, and uh, some people just painted the wrong square. So you ended up it was like two white bits together, then a missing bit then a white bit like it didn't it didn't work and then also the middle i think someone accidentally just went straight over the middle um and missed it so yeah i think they're gonna have to redo it <laughs> yeah i think they probably would have had to redo it anyway maybe but, yeah because it's not going to last until the penultimate race of the season next year before they repaint it but it's a, it was a nice thought for sure yeah. like a, a cool thing to potentially do but uh, it's kind of, kind of one of those things right when you're the whole class get told to do something and then there's a few people that have just got it wrong and then they're looking around at other people going oh no uh yeah i've got the wrong square what do i do now do i just carry on do i just do i just keep painting can't be trusted when you get a group of people together there's always one person that will sabotage it or mess it up 
that would hundred percent be me if I was in that that line. Oh million yeah, percent. I would. I, I can't follow the most simple of instructions. <laughs> um, so there was that, of course. Yeah, as we mentioned, show cars doing lots of donuts. And what I want to say, by the way, how cool were the neon lights on the Mercedes? Oh my days! Give me that forever for night yeah, races. It looks so cool. Obviously, probably not race spec and would not be able to be run anyway but the fact that they even thought to do that was was awesome i loved it yeah very cool they, they i'm surprised they don't do that for singapore mercedes always seem to do that i guess yeah people in the chat going extra weight which this year yeah, is a big problem to. if they force them to do it it'd be cool yeah, just an extra kilogram for all cars that is specifically for some funky lights yeah and then, and then you could change the color based on things that are happening. So when they do like a purple sector, it goes purple or that'd be cool. It's very need for speed vibes. Absolutely. Yeah, very much. Um, but I was, I was keen. I was absolutely keen for that. Looked amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, that's pretty much it for Las Vegas. Would you say Tommy? Yeah. Yeah. All good. Uh, do you want to say this next bit? Because you know much about it. Uh, yeah. So Sebastian Vettel has just announced that he's, doing uh sort of announced what his final helmet design is going to be for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix um sorry sub fans we're going to have to talk about it but yeah his final final F1 race and he's got a bit on the side that says the final lap and then he's basically got um it's already like made but there's places for fans and people like all over the helmet and you can go on a website which I believe is finallap.de and you can bid to have your photo put onto the helmet uh, and basically 100% of the proceeds go to um, Seb's environmental charities and work that he does, uh, which is a very cool thing. And uh, yeah, he's going to have his fans on his helmet for his final race. Oh, 50 euros. uh, hmm. Uh, You can bid... Yeah, so it says picture well, 648, so yeah. picture 851, picture 813. I mean, it's going to be the tiniest spot ever, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. And uh, a very Maybe nice thought to it. have you. Yeah, <laughs> with WTF1 avatar on it. Yeah, we finally made it on a, onto a car. Get in. One is at 58,000 euros, says oh, Yosti in the Twitch chat. That's, that's not what I just saw as 50 euros. Maybe that's front and centre um maybe we'll get that one for for a tommy photo or something that'll be, that'd be <laughs> just be like yeah the highest is eighty eight thousand. good oh lord okay word. i thought 50 euros was a bit cheap um maybe that's the starting price and it's changed uh since then there are bids okay um yeah so that's quite a nice nice thing to to do um and yeah we, we don't want to talk about sebastian vettel leaving nor daniel ricardo uh, as the two sort of oh, and who can we forget? Nicholas Latifi. Uh, can't is it retiring or is it ousted out? I think that's. But then again, Danny Rick, you could probably say the same for him. Uh, it's not exactly their choice to be leaving Formula One. Um, is that it? Who else is going, Tommy? Uh, that is a good question. Um, well, maybe Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher potentially. Um, yeah. That that could be surely not sure. I thought oh, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. We're actually going to talk about that uh, very shortly. But on to Brazil, indeed, sprint weekend. Don't forget, it is a sprint race weekend, which means Friday is qualifying. Saturday is the sprint race, and Sunday is the main race. 
otherwise known as the resumption of a red flag period of the first race into the second race. Uh, that's all the sprint race weekends are. But that's what Tommy loves. Tommy loves a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of action and less mm, practice. Less practice, more actual racing. For which, on the base of it, yes, good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to pretend that it's actually a good format because it's not, and it could be better, but less practice and more racing is good in my eyes i just don't think they've done it right but for me it's still better it's not perfect but it's still better we'll get there especially if they keep adding more and more sprint races we have yeah, to get we'll there get six next year don't we yep six I've had a lot of time to process this and I'm still not happy with six. I feel like that's too many. It's changing. It's cha I mean, I guess they're adding more races. So technically it's less of a percentage than it would be, but either or, um, yeah, it should be. I mean, Brazil lends itself very nicely to it. I think, um, obviously it allowed Lewis Hamilton to go from last essentially to first throughout the sprint plus main race, uh, with his rocket powered engine, uh, which a lot of people, uh, of course speak about some, Positively, some very much not. Uh, but this was uh, on his charge to try and win an eighth title last year, which we all know how that ended. So we won't get into that. Uh, but the, the weather forecast is something to talk about for the Brazilian Grand Prix this year. And that is, it looks like it's going to rain and rain a lot. Apocalyptic. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of rain. Or yeah, well, from what conditions. I've seen, it's, yeah, thunderstorms when the racing is going to be on. Mm-hmm. So, I look, I've had it's funny because I put a tweet out saying, "Oh my God, what have you done, Brazil?" and sh and shared the weather forecast. And it's funny because I always get replies like I did for Singapore. I was like, "Singapore's like, oh my God, what are you going to do, Singapore?" And then the the locals are like, "Matt, come on, it rains like for twenty minutes, and they just put it down as as rain. Like, it's not going to rain." And look how wet Singapore was. Okay, so yeah. don't write it off. Okay, and also, there's, a, there's a chance, a big chance, especially with Brazil and how quickly it changes there with the, in terms of the weather. Just a, a light a light little th shower, sign me up. That's what we need. Just a little five minutes of bucketing it down, changes the race completely, strategies go out the window. Yes, please. I don't want any of this nonsense of raining for five hours. Nah, none of that. Mm. Just five minutes here and there. Well, based on the forecast, you're not in luck because it sounds like it's going to rain a lot. You know, sometimes, oh. sometimes we get these things where you know when you go on google and you search for the weather and if it's rain at any point during the day it shows rain which is kind of what people go and they're like oh it's only raining at yeah. six o'clock whatever if you actually look and scroll through the hours so uh on friday at the moment from 12 o'clock it's thunderstorms all the way until well all day <laughs> all day all the way into saturday chance of showers um then it's back to a thunderstorm at 10 a.m. on Saturday, which carries on all the way to 8 p.m. at night. And then Sunday, you guessed it, thunderstorms from 9 a.m. all the way to 10 p.m. So I will be live like, on Twitch yeah. for all 30 hours of yeah. these three days um, <laughs> when we are still waiting for a session. Yeah. That, uh, yeah We've that had that sounds... before at Brazil, haven't we? Um, mm. I feel like a few times. I remember one year that um, Quali got delayed and thought it was going to be on the Mon uh, Sunday. Sorry, and I think they did do it Sunday morning one one year maybe. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's so weird because rain has just 
changed so much uh my opinion of of rain in formula one now um it, i don't love it as much as i used to because what's happened I this know. is the thing right f1 fans used to literally celebrate uh, the minute any kind of rain was forecast spa 2021 ruined us it Abs- did and not just that right it's not just spa 2021 because that was freak weather that ruined you know us having any kind of race it's also the fia's incompetence and the fact is they don't have and i guess slightly with pirelli as well a working wet weather tire but then with pirelli they can't get the testing for the wet tire because none of the, te- none of the teams want to test the wet tire so it's kind of this horrible rolling cycle yeah. where something needs to be done where we get a better wet tire so that the wet tires are actually something that's viable rather than seeing all the drivers out on wetter conditions than they should be on the intermediates and causing all kinds of chaos in that first lap at Suzuka, which, you know, we've gone over many, many times. Um, so it's it almost like if we do get another heavy rain session for the race, they have to mandate wet tires, surely. Like rather yeah. than allowing them to do a standing start on intermediate tires when it was bucketing it down. Yeah, because they uh, showed it, it worked. That's the kind right? of things they can do as well. Yeah. They showed it worked in um when they were actually did the the restart where they had to be on the wet tires. They were all going around fine. No one was aquaplaning. There was a lot of rain, a lot of standing water, but unfortunately, yeah, you everyone just wants to get on the the inters because they're so much quicker. And it's that horrible situation of do you want to potentially smash into the wall, but you're 10 seconds a lap quicker? F1 drivers will always choose that option. Yeah, exactly. And that's unfortunately that's not what not, the FIA would want. Should be. As, uh, from a safety perspective, for sure. Right. And even the drivers said that, didn't they, after Suzuka? Like, we didn't want to be on the intermediates, but we had to be. Uh, so... Yeah, the wet tires need testing a bit more in order to allow for them to gain some information as to how to make them better. Uh, so we'll see, right? And I think this next, I've got, I've got a big brain strat right now for Haas in particular. Right? You ready to hear I'm it? Them. And it's going to segue into our next point. All right. If they're binning off Mick Schumacher, announce it before Brazil. Get Hulkenberg in the seat. He'll get pole. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. First year, Williams. Stuck it on pole, yep. bottled it in the race, shock. But in quali, Nico Hulkenberg around Brazil. Woo! Yeah, that's good? true. Yeah, especially in wet weather. No, if it's done, just, yeah, just sort of, like yeah, Mick, do it now. Come on, one race. Just let, let's see what Nico can do. If he does better than you already, come on. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, Hulkenberg did get pole. Uh, what year was it? 2010. Oh, 10. Was it 10? Yeah, Gee. when he was a rookie. For that Williams. is 12 years ago. Wild. Old. He got polled by 1.1 seconds, says Bouxy in the Twitch chat. That, uh, yeah, it was right at the end, wasn't it? Where he literally destroyed everybody else. Um, yeah, wild. And then collided with Chance Hamilton. Hamilton. Uh, no, that, was Ham- a diff- that was a different year. 2010 was Hulkenberg's bowled it twice at. Uh, uh, oh, in, so many bottles I get confused <laughs> 2010 was the year he got pole for Williams and just like dropped back and finished like 7th or whatever and 2012 was well, the year where he finished 4th uh, 2012 was the year where he um, yeah was in the Force India and uh, was looking like he, well, he had a podium literally guaranteed wasn't he leading the race I swear uh, he, he went the for the move to, to lead, lead the race, the race that was and it. crashed with Hamilton took Hamilton out his final race for McLaren Has, if you're thinking about uh, hiring Hulkenberg, maybe check back on these uh, 
bottle jobs um, yeah. because you know you quality never... great the race not so much yeah <laughs> but but Mick back in for the race in Hulkenberg's helmet after his Hulkenberg's put it on pole yes there's perfect. that strat. that there you I go feel like we're doing our Metz one manager strats. thing again <laughs> F1 manager um but yes F1 manager sorry <laughs> that's an old school game that one um but yes uh so it's the whole news around this, right, is that Van Dorn has been announced as replacing Hulkenberg as the Aston Martin reserve driver, which then begs the question, well, where's Nico going? Surely he's not just going to mm. give up on a nice cushy little reserve driver role at Aston Martin. Well, surely that opens up the door to Haas. And this is the question now is, firstly, is do you think he's off to Haas, Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder, or... Do you think he's off to somewhere else? Or do you think that he even deserves to get that Haas seat? Lots of questions. Let's dive into them. I don't think he deserves the seat because he's had his chance, in my opinion. A lot of chances. And he's a very good driver. Don't get me wrong. And I think he would have a lot to offer still. I've just seen I'd... someone in chat called Magnuson Magnesium. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> That's an auto-correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the fact that... Um, it's got to the point where, you know, I think I think that Hulkenberg may well do better than Mick Schumacher. I think he might. Whether I think he would. It's a, I think he would, but it's a just a weird choice. I mean, I'm right. Just imagine this, right? The start of 2021, we had Mick Schumacher and Mazepin at Haas. Imagine saying at the start of 2023, the lineup is potentially Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen. That would just blow your mind, wouldn't it? Like, how what has happened for that to to be a thing? Um, Magnuson and Hulkenberg, it's just insane. Like, but it just it sums up this silly season. And you know, I'm I'm saying it now. Uh, Drive to survive. I think are in charge of this silly season because if we're going to have Gasly and Ocon as teammates and Hulkenberg and Magnuson, I think I think Netflix are pulling some strings there. I think they've been in it for years, to be honest, mate. I think they've been writing the whole script and we've just mm. been, um, yeah, to, watching to be fair, To be fair, of all the teams, has seemed the ones that they literally just exist to be the, the main characters of Drive to Survive. That's it. Gunter doesn't actually do anything from a day-to-day anymore. He's literally just there to fox smash some doors and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, what I do want to say, right, about Hulkenberg and Haas is that if you are Haas, I can understand why they would bring back Hulkenberg because at the end of the day, Haas know they're not going to be fighting for wins. Not next year, not the year after, not ever, maybe. They just need to score points. And Hulkenberg was the king of scoring points. And if they if he can just be that consistent benchmark at the team where he can just pick up some P9s, some P10s, he's not, yeah, okay, as soon as he gets to third place, his, his left leg starts quivering. But apart from that, below that, he's fine. He doesn't care about a P4 and below. So, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd, if it was Hulkenberg and Magnussen this year, I think they'd have got a lot more points. And clearly, if that is the lineup next year, surely that's Haas pretty much admitting that it was a mistake to essentially stick two rookies in a car. They smashed up the car multiple times, didn't really work. And now they've got two experienced drivers again and pretty much gone back to a stability of two experienced drivers. I think Frank was getting involved in the background there as well. He's a big uh, Mick Schumacher fan. He's up to few minutes. Uh, yeah, he can't stand it. He can't stand it. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think you know if this if we were talking about uh, an Alpine seat or a, a front running seat, I'd go. No, oh, come on, you can't be going for Hulkenberg. But 
Haas, I can understand why they go for him. Maybe Nico just wants to get back on the grid. He'll take a bit of a pay cut going to Haas, but at least to be driving an F1 car week in, week out. I can see it. I can see it because there's not many other options available uh, that really stand out if Haas are trying to look for that solid foundation. Um, you know, there's Giovinazzi, but he binned it literally in FP1 that he had uh, this year at, uh, at the American Yeah, not USGP, a great shot, so. was it? Because I thought, oh, I was so surprised when Gio was there and now it seems like he's completely sort of not it's it's not gonna happen now maybe i mean knowing this silly season he'll suddenly do it again but that failure in the fact that they gave him a chance and realistically mick's biggest problem is the fact that he's been smashing the car up a lot and you go oh you want someone more experienced that's not going to do that puts giovanazzi and he bends it um yeah you can see why they want a safe pair of hands in holkenberg and Haas have never got close to a podium anyway, so Nico Hulkenberg doesn't have to worry about falling off the road when he gets to P3 because they won't be there. And he can just wow. pick up P6 and 7. And well, I you never know. Haas at the start of a season are actually always seem to come out flying, and then by the end they're the 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 you know the, the slowest runners of everyone. But look, if they just come out the blocks flying again in 2023, you never know what could happen. It's a yeah. that was that is such a missed opportunity. Like if you think yeah, that car at the start of the season at the Magnussen hadn't been in the car very long and was doing great things. They should have got a lot of points at the start of the year. And um, yeah, they're, it looks like they're tumbling their way down back to, to P9 and it seems like it's going to be them and Williams in ninth and 10th after all. Shocking. Crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. And that's may- maybe why, you know, maybe that's why they think, oh yeah, Hulk and Magnussen are not exactly the most... You know, exciting driver lineup on the grid, but also quite exciting for the dynamic of those two and how they work together as teammates. Um, but maybe they just need to be able to trust two drivers with their cars. Is that the worst thing in the world? Has don't have a you know millions and millions and millions to burn away uh, from Mick Schumacher crashing. So um, cool. All right. So I think I think that was a, a decently long podcast, Tommy. I think that was quite a lot of. We did well for uh, scraping the barrel news. <laughs> no, I wasn't scraping. <laughs> Barrel, don't be silly. The Las Vegas launch event is huge news across the world. Um, Tommy, final thoughts. Final thoughts are: I saw just just to get back on the Ferrari pain for you, Max. You've not had enough. Um, saw a funny stat that um, since Binotto uh, was Said quoted as saying that the there's no reason races. we can't win the last ten races, no Red Bull has won all of them. Yes, Savage. I know that Rebels won every single race, Tommy, since Mattia Bonotto <laughs> said we, there's no reason why we can't But the, win the timing of that, the fact that he said that, he's the worst jinx than you are. No, he's the worst team principal, <laughs> and uh, potentially we need someone new at Ferrari. But then again, we keep getting new people at Ferrari, and it doesn't work. So what is the strategy? Who knows? But what we do know is I'm not seeing another Ferrari win this entire year. Get in the bin. <laughs> How can Bonotto? Yeah, that was my final thought. How can my final thought is how can Bonotto promise such a thing? Yeah, a lot of shaking material Bonotto emotes in the chat because look, it's just you can't say those kind of things to your fans. Yeah, come on. Someone sent me a clip of uh, Bahrain Internet's Uh, best reactions and was like, "Oh, Matt, are you are you still scared?" Because I, I was like. 
what has happened? Ferrari getting the right strategy, <laughs> doing what they need to do with both their drivers. I'm scared. What's happened to the old Ferrari? I thought you were going to say someone sent you the clip of Arriva Bene. Did you see that? No, what was it? Uh, Arriva Bene, I think, I can't remember. I don't know if he's still at Juventus, but he he's obviously ex-Ferrari team principal. And uh, he's walking past um, uh, people in Italy and two kids go, Benotto out. And he turns around and nods his head. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> I need to go and watch that clip. Yeah. Yeah, good good stuff. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for watching live on Twitch. WTF on Official, if you don't follow us already, and if you listen to us on audio, thanks, as always, for, for listening along. We'll have lots more coming your way. Hot Takes Wednesday is returning this week. And, of course, we have the Brazilian Grand Prix weekend with lots of post quality podcast post sprint podcast the psp and also the post race podcast so lots of podcasts to look forward to make sure you follow us on all the social platforms uh to be notified of this and we will see you soon for another audio pod and if you're on twitch we'll carry on for a few minutes and chat with you guys so yeah tommy thank you so much as always lovely stuff goodbye goodbye (laughs) uh you didn't know what to say did you love it